Before we dive into today's episode, I want to tell you about a free three-act worksheet to help you structure your story. Whether you're a plotter or a pantser, a novelist or short fiction writer, this three-act worksheet will help you navigate your material and even begin each new story with a better plan. Download yours at nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. Stop getting stuck in the middle of your draft. Go grab this free worksheet, nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. Readers actively participate. They're not just passive observers. They want to feel something. They experience your story as though it's happening to them. Now, the brain doesn't make much of a distinction between reading about an experience and experiencing it in real life. In both the real experience and the imagined one, the same neurological regions are stimulated. Writer Unleashed is for you, a writer who has a story you want to bring onto the page and into the hearts and minds of readers. I'm Nancy Pinuccio, writer, editor, and writing coach, and each week we'll explore techniques, mindsets, and inspiration for writing stories readers can't put down. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's begin. Why do readers read? Is it just for entertainment or to escape everyday life? Or is there a deeper need? What is it about story that keeps us captivated from beginning to end? Well, it helps to understand why stories are so impactful and precisely what readers are hungry for when they turn to a book. Today, we're going to explore what your reader is actually responding to when he forgets about the real world and gets entranced by the world on the page. So you can use this intel to craft your story. Now, it turns out our brains are hardwired to respond to story. It's not just a break from reality. Stories are essential to our survival. We think in story. Now, advertisers know this. They don't just tell you about the hands-free driving feature of the Cadillac. No, they give you a story about Edgar Scissorhands and the sense of powerlessness he experiences because he depends on his mother to drive him everywhere. So his hands are both his superpower and his greatest obstacle to the independence he craves. And when he gets that Cadillac with its hands-free driving feature, he's free. So advertisers build a story around the product. Now, I did an episode on three storytelling techniques to steal from Super Bowl ads. It's episode 36. I'll link you up in the show notes. So we respond to story 
not information. Now, once you know why readers turn to story and what keeps them hooked, once you know the underlying hold that stories have on us, you can use that power in your story. So let's get to it. Here are four reasons readers read. Reason number one, they want to make sense of the world. Now, our brain is bombarded with 11 million bits of information per second. Now, at best, our conscious mind can process only about 40, maybe 50 million of those information bits every second. And from an evolutionary standpoint, this is how we have survived. We need to know what matters, what we need to pay attention to in any given moment, and what we can ignore, what we can filter out. Story is how we make sense of an otherwise chaotic, overwhelming world. It's a survival strategy we're hardwired to use. We instinctively know what demands our attention so that we can focus on what matters from the car blowing the stop sign at the intersection to your child's cough in the middle of the night to the water stain on your bedroom ceiling during a rainstorm. Our brain is constantly decoding and selecting from the barrage of sense information flooding us so that we can focus on what's relevant and ignore the rest. So now you might be asking, okay, so what does this have to do with the story I'm writing? Well, if you're overwhelmed with your story material, if you're confused and lost, so is your reader. So you need to help them navigate the world of your story. Your readers don't want to expend too many calories trying to figure out what your story is about, whose story it is, and what details they need to pay attention to. So you need to expend more calories in drilling down to the essence of your story so that your reader doesn't have to spend those calories. That means you're not bombarding them with too many characters and backstory, exposition, unnecessary or bloated scenes, superfluous details, etc. Nothing in your story should feel random to the reader. As the author, you're making choices every step of the way. Every word matters. So reason number one, readers read to make sense of an overwhelming world. They crave order, focus, and direction. Reason number two, catharsis. Readers actively participate. They're not just passive observers. They want to feel something. They experience your story as though it's happening to them. Now, the brain doesn't make much of a distinction between reading about an experience, and experiencing it in real life. In both the real experience and the imagined one, the same neurological regions are stimulated. Now, back in the day when movies had full house audiences, my friends and I used to go to horror movies like 
Jaws or Halloween, and you literally saw the audience squirm and scream and gasp and even yell, no, don't go back into the house. You could see the collective reaction as though we were inside the house or in the water. Now, Keith Oatley, a cognitive psychology professor at the University of Toronto and a published novelist, says that reading produces a vivid simulation of reality, one that runs on minds of readers just as computer simulations run on computers. So stories with vivid details and images and descriptions of people and their actions offers an especially rich replica of real life. And that's because fiction and memoir go beyond simulating reality. They give us an experience we can't get in real life or in movies. It goes where real life and movies can't. It allows us to enter fully into other people's thoughts and feelings. Think about your own experiences when you read. We feel with characters, not just for them. To reach your reader's emotions, you need to use your own. You need to know what this story means to you so you can connect emotionally with your readers through your characters. Now, you may not be writing about your father or your sister or your childhood, but that doesn't mean it all doesn't influence what you're writing about. I don't know of anyone who's survived childhood unscathed. None of us had a perfect upbringing or a perfect marriage or a perfect career. Everything has a flip side. So having a story idea is a great start, but part of being a writer is also about knowing who we are emotionally. It's about excavating memories, excavating emotional experiences. Emotions give everything else that happens in your story its underlying meaning. So tap into whatever pain or shame or humiliation, betrayal, confusion, disappointment, whatever it is, and use it to fuel your story. Because the only way to reach your reader's emotions is to use yours. Reason number three, guidance. Your reader wants to live vicariously through your main character. Why? Because stories allow us to vicariously live out challenging situations we haven't yet experienced. Or maybe we did experience a similar challenge, like a divorce or the death of a parent. But when we put ourselves into your character's experience, we get to imagine what we do if, say, we hiked the Pacific Crest Trail alone and with no prior hiking experience. Or what would we do if our marriage blew up or our spouse suddenly died? What would we do if our enemy was trying to obliterate us? Readers crave danger. And by danger, I don't mean physical danger necessarily. 
I mean, back in the Stone Age, physical danger was all around. There were harsh climates, they lived in caves, they hunted for food, and they had to constantly be alert to threats. I mean, things like malaria and typhoid meant certain death, while even something like animals and bears and saber-toothed cats posed really dreadful danger. Now, we don't encounter that kind of danger now, but the brain is still wired to be on the lookout for imminent danger. Again, our deep need is survival, not just physical survival, emotional survival, social survival. And we're still hardwired to belong to the tribe because we depend on other people socially, at work, at home, in our communities. And so your reader is looking for instruction on how to navigate relationships and difficult emotional territory. They want to know how to survive threats. Again, stories are hardwired into our need to survive. And reason number four, companionship. Your reader wants to know that they're not alone. They want assurance that whatever happens, they're going to be okay. All of us feel alone on some level because secretly we all feel to varying degrees and in different situations inadequate or ashamed or broken. There are things we've done or things we've thought that we're not proud of. There are ways we've failed people close to us, our kids, our spouse, ways we've failed ourselves. No matter how confident or pulled together someone appears to be, there are certain situations or people who dismantle that facade that trigger some level of inferiority or deep-seated shame or deep-seated fear. But these are all things we hide. We hide it from other people. We even deny it ourselves. So we meet imperfect characters who we identify with, who we root for. Now this transcends gender, social status, and it doesn't matter if the character lives in a place we've never been. It doesn't matter if he's a wizard or she lives in outer space. We identify with characters who overcome tremendous challenges, both external and internal. But it's the internal struggle that your reader is hungry to know about. Anne Rand in the Romantic Manifesto said this, the basic purpose of art is not to teach, but to show, to hold up to man a concretized image of his nature and his place in the universe. What your reader is asking when they open your story is show me me. That is what they're hungry for. So let's recap. Once you know the power stories have on us, why we read and what keeps us hooked from the first page to the last, you can use that power in your story. Here are four reasons readers turn to story. Number one, to make sense of an overwhelming world. Number two, catharsis. They want to feel something they don't feel they have permission to feel in real life. Number three, guidance. 
They want to know how to navigate challenging life situations if it were to happen to them. And reason number four, companionship. We keep a lot of things under wraps because secretly we all feel alone. So story helps us all feel less alone. So there you have it. We don't turn to story to escape from reality. We turn to story to make sense of reality. Stories help us navigate the world. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Writer Unleashed. If this episode resonated with you, please go leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Reviews are key to keeping Writer Unleashed on the top of the charts where other writers can find us. I'll see you next week with a brand new episode. In the meantime, join us on our private Facebook group, Writer Unleashed Community. It's totally free to join. And if you want more free resources, plus writing tips, I only share an email. Sign up over at nancypinuccio.com. I'll see you next week, same time, same place. Till then, keep writing, and I'll talk to you soon.